Hello and welcome to the Mark's Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Ken. Uh, and this week we are discussing uh, an old movie from 1957 called 12 Angry Men. But before that, there's a bunch of news that I, I want to talk about. I'm sure you want to talk about. Uh, before we get into the whole uh, Barbenheimer stuff, I just want to uh, acknowledge a little milestone for this podcast here. And that's that we just reached 600 total downloads. Hell which yeah. is, uh, hey, it might not be much in the realm of podcasting, but it's still kind of cool. I, I missed the 500, so we're going for 600. And, uh, uh, 600, 600 more than I, than I knew we had. So. Well, there you go. And over 50% of them are from the United States. So shout out to you in the United States that are listening sure. to this podcast. Because, yeah, we're not from the United States and you're listening well, to us. So that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm like 10 minutes from the, from the border. so I'm like an hour and 10 minutes from the border. Well, two hours yeah. and 10 minutes probably. Yeah, I don't probably. know. Borders uh, relatively yeah. close. If 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 the United States got nuked, you would go before I would. Probably, yeah. Fair. <laughs> speaking uh, of nu- speaking of, of nuking things, exactly. Uh, why don't you discuss the weekend? Because you actually went to both these movies. Yes, I did. So today was this weekend was the uh, Barbie Oppenheimer weekend or Barbenheimer or however we want to call it. Um, two great films, like two great filmmakers. I spent the whole day at the cinema. What more could you want? The only complaint is that the IMAX I saw in wasn't 70 mil. Mil, it was digital. The nearest uh, 70 mil IMAX is seven hours away, but still Where? in Canada. Where? Regina. Regina. What? Yes, Hunter. My friend Hunter, who I saw this film, film, film with, told me that. I'm like, I, I'm like now I'm kind of like starting. I'm like, hmm, should I run a day trip over to Regina just so I can see Oppenheimer in 70 mil? I mean, I technically my sister does live near there, so. I, I, I would have this place to stay if I did that. Uh, ooh, that's, that's, that's something like a fun, fun uh, Mark Marks Ish Brothers excursion. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're witnessing firsthand planning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Anyways, yes. Yeah, Al- keep going. Oppenheimer was great. Barbie was great. It was. It's a great time. I I recommend both of these films. I'm not a real, I'm not a real big Nolan head, but like I really enjoyed Oppenheimer. It touched. It, it, it tackled Doug Duck and stuff very well. Mm-hmm. It also kept his uh, his politics at the mm-hmm. forefront because like he was a very staunch left leaning individual. Yeah, and like yes, he, he wasn't a member of any party, but or, or specifically the Communist Party, just because he he knew that that wouldn't look good for a potential future. Mm-hmm. But like again, he is very he's, he's pro left causes, and he was. A pretty good individual p- politically. I'd agree with him on, on a lot of things, but uh, yeah, obviously led to a device like they killed people, but they, they do touch on it very well. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's it's not like it glorifies the military at all. Like, I saw someone on Twitter call it propaganda, and I I beg you to watch to watch this this, this movie actually. Yeah, like, but I, I haven't seen this movie, but even from what I, my understanding of it, it's like. Well, they kind of paint the military as the bad guys that, like, they didn't yeah. need to drop the bombs. And they were like, yeah, let's drop the bombs. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it really puts the timeline in perspective. I'm like, I didn't realize how, how much time passed between Hitler killing himself and the bombs being dropped. That wasn't well, like a... and not even that, but, like, Japan had already surrendered at that point. Or um, uh, were, had they surrendered, or were they on like the verge of surrendering, or like they like, basically the, the lost? People, or... The people wanted to, but the le- leadership didn't. It's a whole like leadership 
not level blessing to the people, right? Classic. So they were so, like, what if we just kill like several million people, several tens of millions of people? Well, th- yeah. I, I haven't watched the movie yet, but yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the the Hiroshima the Hiroshima Nagasaki bomb bombings combined are less than this this are less than the civilians that Japan killed in in Asia over the course of the war. So classic. Still, yes, obviously civilians versus military, but like, there's no good. There there wasn't a really. Japan wasn't the good guys in in, in they joined the, the Nazis for crying out loud. Yes, so. yeah, but also dropping a nuke on civilians is a bad yes. thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, war is uh, complicated. Then, yes, uh, but yeah, Oppenheimer so far has made two hundred million dollars worldwide, which is uh, I think one of uh, Nolan's better openings. It's and, Nolan's best original, like non IP, like non Batman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's good. And then the uh, the other big one, obviously, is Barbie. Oh, Barbie. Uh, which, uh, fun little fact, is that this is the biggest opening weekend for a film directed by a woman. Uh, oh, yeah. It, uh, had a $377 million opening. Um, worldwide, it's already made $400 million, which is very impressive for an opening weekend. I think it's one of Warner Brothers' best openings, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and a budget of only 150 mil. So it's already... Doing gangbusters, it definitely makes up for like some of other some of some other Warner short shortcomings this last year, like uh, Flash, <laughs> Flash, and Shazam. Boo Beetle's not not, not 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 looking too hot for, for box office. The movie lo- looks great, but the box office is not is not looking good. So t- t- together we can make Boo Beetle break even. <laughs> I, I I believe in us. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it. I'm not hyped about it, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, but what did you think of Barbie? Just quick, I loved it. Thought it, it was I I I definitely prefer Oppenheimer more, or like or, okay, it, it's a better film. I think mm-hmm. Barbie's probably way more rewatchable, and it's a little more light. There's mm-hmm. some great performances, kind of great dance, a great dance scenes. Like man, I miss like Hollywood musical dance dance numbers in, in films. Yeah, like, it would like, be the last one, like La La Land. Yeah, and La La Land also a, a, a really, really, really good, good film. I watched that one recent, rewatched that one recently. But obviously, yeah. still prefer Moonlight, but La La Land's a banger. Yeah, just just, uh, just is. Yeah, fair enough. Um, anyway, so yeah, that, that, that's uh, first little bit of news. Do you have anything else to say about those two movies before you move uh, on to the next bit? Just go and watch them at your local theater. Uh, with that, with that note. Oh, we- sorry. I, I saw oh. one more thing. One yes. more thing. Yes. It's something that I'm very passionate about. Get your damn phones off in the, in the, in the theater. <laughs> yes. I have seen so many, too many stuff on my TikTok for your, for your page with people like taking videos of Barbie during the theater. And I'm like, oh, and like, it, it just pees me off. It's like, you're ruining someone some, uh, else's experience mm-hmm. again. I, this is, again, pretty Mennonite pacifist. Very, I don't believe, believe in violence that much. But like, man, if you take your phone out, out in a theater... So help me God. You're, cool. you're throwing hands. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like, again, I don't believe in capital punishment, but I'd make an exception. Yep. Like that. <laughs> uh, classic. Uh, anyways, <laughs> from, from that, about being angry, um, I'm angry about uh, strike stuff because, hey, uh, the workers still aren't getting paid. Uh, so, yeah, the strike's still going on, but uh, a fun little thing that happened so i'm not sure if you saw this but the rock made like a huge donation to the strike fund 
seven figures. Yeah, which is that's not a small amount of money. No. Um, so hey, good on the Rock. That, I hope that makes other big actors follow suit. Uh, there has been somewhat of a, a missing presence on like the actual strike floor of like big name actors. Like, like you're not seeing like a George Clooney or like no. people like that on the like 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 striking with with the other actors which is kind of disappointing so uh but seeing like the rock do something like that that's a good thing i would say yeah Um, i mean the the, the rock's made the rock's made a ton of money like is the rock a billionaire i'm not sure but he's very very wealthy he can definitely donate a lot yes and i i hope that makes other actors be like oh maybe i should do that too uh, the other uh, exciting thing is that uh, production workers for commercials just uh, had their union certified. Yeah. Uh, so that that means that like uh, production assistants and uh, like production managers for commercials now can take breaks <laughs> and have health insurance. And uh, hey, that's a good thing. So uh, well, w- well, the strike sucks because the workers aren't getting paid. At least. This this other group will start getting paid, hopefully, uh, at least better and hopefully treated better in the long run. So uh, that's my little bit of strike news. Hell yeah. Um, my next little little bit, of, uh, this, this is a little rumor that uh, is circulating, but I'm not sure if you saw this, but there's a rumor that Sam Raimi is going to do a fourth Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Oh, I wish. I love that. I, I, I. Those rumors were some of the first m- m- movies I watched growing up. Mm-hmm. I, me- I remember having Spider-Man Two. Uh, uh, Spider-Man Three is the first first movie that I remember seeing in a theater. Okay, I think I remember when you went to go see it because I think I remember you and Caleb talking about it, and I was yeah. like, I have no idea what this movie is, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Definitely, definitely love that one. Again, three, th- three. It- is it the worst one? Probably. It's still better than like, most superhero movies c- coming out re- re- recently. Definitely. It's it's still a fun time. Exactly. I would say. It's got, I, got, I, got I, a I had a good time dance. with it. Yeah, exactly. Who, who doesn't love a little Tobey Maguire dancing? But my next little bit of, I don't know, just shake your head news is Paul Schrader is still triggered and mad about Sheen Dealman being the top of the sight and sound pole. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. But he's a buddy. He, he liked Barbie. So he loved Barbie. <laughs> well, good for him. But you know, like, like, it, it, I, Paul Schrader like, is just a boomer. He's just boomer, boomer, boomer posting daily. It's just such a such a, a weird thing to be angry about. Like, like they're so like, especially as movies are, I don't know, like relatively progressive. From I feel like he like he's like the only celebrity who like posts their their, their own stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Like, he, no he, he he's the one who should have a publicist. It's like, yeah. hey, buddy, you're ruining your reputation. Maybe maybe don't yeah. sound like a weird like. You literally wrote taxi driver. Okay, you can <laughs> like maybe, maybe take a chill pill. Um, my next bit of news uh, is sort of a re- not a response, but a a return to a bit of news that we had. I don't know, maybe like eight months ago um, oh. when we talked about how AMC was going to have like more expensive seats for better sight, like like in the middle or like places where it's better to see uh they have just reversed that they're no longer going to have more expensive seats depending on on where they are that's good uh which is interesting because like like here in canada at least at uh, like in grant park and stuff they started to have like special seats yeah 
but well, at least that, there, like, like they actually like give you more for your money because they, they give you bigger seats. They give you like coat hangers and like a, yeah. a silent little booth, and it's and they're spread throughout the theater. It's not just in the very center. Yeah, exactly. They, it's, it's it's actually worth your money. Yes, which I think is is better than what you're getting from AMC, where it's just like, oh, you sit in the middle, you pay five extra dollars than if you sat yeah. on the side, which just seems kind of stupid. So I'm glad that they are reversing that. Yes. Um, my last little bit of news is just that uh, there's movies that are getting delayed. Um, the latest one being uh, Poor Poor Things. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dune, is that confirmed or is it just rumored now? Rumor, rumored to be del- del- delayed to March. Yeah. Just huge, Which, I mean, hey, I, su- I, I support the strikes. Strikes are supposed to disrupt stuff. And, exactly. Uh, if, if all the movies are pushed back and that means that the actors get paid, so be it. It just tells you, it just shows you how badly the producers don't want to come to the table and also how badly they need actors like if they are like oh we need actors to promote our movies then hey maybe you should pay your actors more money <laughs> like, i don't know i think you're kind of proving the actor's point that oh maybe they are necessary I and mean, we can't just have like a robot ai like digital scan of someone <laughs> recommend a movie no one will want to see that they'll just be like that that's a weird robot person i don't want to i don't care so yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, like I've said before, this is a very niche specialty for me because I am a labor and a film major. So sirens, sirens on are on our end. Oh yes, the sirens are are, are from are from me. Sorry, I, I I live on a on a busy street. What can I say? Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens. That's all my news. Do you have anything else to add to news? Um, I guess now we're on x.com instead of twitter.com, but that's not movie specific. Oh, uh, well, okay, so I still have Twitter on my phone. I, cause the, the, the phone support <laughs> is different from the website support. So okay. I still have Twitter, but if you use it on a computer, then you have yeah. X. Who the I hell knows? I don't care I, anymore. I haven't I haven't updated my my app yet, so it's still a Twitter. It's still a Twitter well, and, and the app is just still Twitter. Oh, okay, I, I know that was still a thing. It's it, just it's just like the the web browser version that's X. Oh, one more quick thing: Muppet Christmas Carol uh, Funko Pops are, are happening. Never been a big never never been a big Funko Pop guy. Yeah, but like I am a sucker for Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol. So we, there, there's one with um, Charles Dickens and uh, Richard the Rat. Charles, Charles Dickens, of course, being an, an alien, not from this earth, played by yes. a certain... He, he, he is Char, Char, Charles Dickens. That's it. Yeah, okay. There we go. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's been our, our news. Now let's get into the, the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is 12 Anger Men. 12 Anger Men. Great film. Uh, why don't you start us off with some fun facts and a little synopsis of the movie? Okay, so it's this, this is uh, directed by Sidney Lumet, based on a t- t- uh, play, r- r- right, if I recall? Uh, it's, yeah, uh, by a play by uh, Reginald Rose. Reginald Rose. Um, yeah, so directed by Sidney Lumet. Um, it's, a, it's a play about 12 angry men. So it's a, it's a set in, in, a, in, a, in a court case, shut and dry, shut, shut and close, allegedly. Um, open and shut, that's the, that's the phrase, the doi. Yeah. Um, Basically, one one juror is like, "Hey, let's re-examine the, the evidence." And then, over the course of a crisp ninety-six minutes, he convinces them to 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 all vote not guilty. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool because, like, this movie, like the, the the stakes would be so much 
less if 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 it wasn't the death if if the death death, death penalty wasn't the thing. Yeah, like it was just like life in prison. It's like yeah, or maybe, or maybe like, get on parole or something. But here it's exactly. like yeah, this, there's, there's this is the final. Chance, but this, this is just again if as Henry Fonda says, if we convict him, he dies. Like it's literally life. Life is is in our hands right now. Yeah. Uh, before we get into this, uh, this is actually a revisit for both of us uh, recording a podcast on it. Uh, yes. So for those who, who know, you know, but we actually, back in 2020, before the world was enveloped by a virus, uh, we had a podcast called Five Angry Men, which is obviously a reference to this movie. So the both of us and, and uh, our group of friends are all lovers of this movie. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see our original thoughts uh, when we were still still youngins, uh, three three years younger, uh, go check out Five Angry Men and our Twelve Angry Men episode. But uh, why don't we uh, just get into so kind of your first thoughts on this movie? Definitely, I love how again I, I like to try and take back words from the right. It's pro. It's very pro life. It's uh, literally. Well, the tagline for the poster is "Life is in their hands; the death is on their minds." Mm-hmm. Like it's, again, like it's it's literally like, it's about trying to save save a life, like whether or not he's guilty. Because again, like Henry Fonda's character isn't even sure if he's guilty. He's mm-hmm. just, hey, I don't know if this person should die. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's very true. And I, I will say I'm gonna be a little harsher on this movie because. Well, I've moved to the left uh, over the years, so uh, yes, yeah. uh, there's definitely some issues I have with it. But before we get into issue or what I have issues, I do want to say that like uh, it's a real masterclass in writing. Mm. Uh, I, I've, this is probably one of my most rewatched movies. I've probably seen it at least four or five times at this point, yeah. and I'm, I still notice like little things that were written into it that uh, are building the story. So right when the movie starts and you're meeting, the, like, you're just like panning over the jury and you're just watching the jury you're already being introduced to like the mannerisms of the character uh, of all the different characters so like uh like let's say some of the characters are looking at the judge others look like bored as hell and just like not not caring uh others are looking back at the uh defendant and kind of looking like they're sympathizing with him but like still kind of think he's uh, guilty and and like just like that opening scene already tells you so much about the characters and not many movies nowadays do a good job of building characters without a bunch of exposition like usually like rather than like seeing like their ma- characters mannerisms they'll be like oh i fought in in a war and now i have like these sort of anxieties but it'll all be like spelled out for you uh, I think one of the examples that's coming to mind right now is like Bullet Train, where they literally take like a five minute clip just to show your backstory, and then the person gets killed right away. <laughs> like, whereas like in this movie, you literally are just shown like a, a, a still, like sort of static shot of a bunch of twelve people, and you can already kind of read what they're gonna be like, and mm-hmm. kind of you can kind of like think in your head, oh, this is probably what what their backstory is. Even like I'm sure at the time seeing how they're dressed probably would have interpreted been interpreted as oh like maybe this is their occupation this is like same as like now if you saw like a person dressed in a certain way you would assume their occupation uh, yeah. I, I was just re-listening to our our uh original podcast and uh our friend liam he made a point how he would have liked to have been like 
at this movie when it first came out just mm-hmm. to like be able to understand what like the reaction would have been. I, I thought that was a, a good point that he made, but mm-hmm. uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Like it, it is always nice to like, when you watch the movie, think about what, how, how it would have been at the time. Mm-hmm. I recently rewatched Citizen Kane, which is mm-hmm. also a, a direct tutorial debut. Like no, like, 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 saying a little bit, like, he had done, like, some staged, similar background to, to Orson Welles, actually, like, all, like also getting... Like, some staged like, some film kind of stuff, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Or, like, uh, but, TV shows, I mean. Yeah, but it's, like, their, their first direct, directorial feature film debuts, that one mm-hmm. in Citizen Kane, and both are, are masterclass, like, in, like, there's so many, like, dynamic shots, and then this one, like, even, like, how it shots, how it starts off with that really dun- 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 dynamic one take, how mm-hmm. other shot structure changes as it, as it goes on, it, it, like... It just starts off with like distance or mediums for characters at the start, and mm-hmm. by by the end it just cut to close, cut to close, and, like ex- extreme close, like like just just the face is the is the frame, nothing yeah. else. Like it's building tension without uh, like doing like more dramatic music or yeah. uh, anything like that. Like you, like it's with like what you're seeing like it's, right in front of it, you. It's just tension through through cinematography. Yeah, which is very impressive. Yeah, exactly. Because like the score is pretty like whatever it's it's a score. Well, the score is very uh, like I I hear like it's 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 almost all the sound is whatever is like actually in the movie. Like it's very didactic, yeah. like that sort of thing. But yeah. uh, the music is only used when it's trying to make like a, a point of like a changing uh, of momentum. So like the yeah. first time that we like really hear music is when the the second vote is happening when he's when uh, Henry Fonda's character juror number eight is like uh, if, if we take this vote I'm gonna like not be a part of this vote if if everyone says guilty then we're done and that's when music that's is playing yeah. uh, and then it's kind of like th- like same thing like throughout like whenever there's like a turning point then they play a little bit of music and it well yeah the music isn't much but it, it does help sort of in the back of your mind signify oh like some something is changing like like so, like we're seeing like a change in attitudes and stuff like that oh, when he pulls out the knife oof. oh the reveal's top tier like like one iconic. of the be- best iconic yeah i noticed that that happened so early like sorry, 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 something i thought happened later on in the film but that's like first half hour yeah it, it's the first time that he's like Maybe maybe the prosecutor was wrong, and oh, because like, oh man, well this knife looks look super special and so unique. Oh no, and he's just like <laughs> surprise. Yeah, it's actually a generic knife that everyone has. Um, yeah, so well, not everyone, but that might be a little um, hyperbolic, but yeah. you, you get the, the idea. But oh, yeah. yeah, no, that that reveal perfect. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was really interesting is that it's at, like it asked a lot of questions that are still being asked today. Uh, one of the uh, ones that kind of stuck in my mind was uh, juror number three, like the main sort of antagonist. Yeah. Uh, he was like, uh, I want to strike down trouble before it happens, which is something that like a lot of movies today are still like kind of discussing, like something like Dread or even uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier or uh, what, what's that cop movie where like the robots are like guessing mm-hmm. who's going to do crimes Oh, minority, minority, minority report. report yes, um, I so like that one, it's Cruise. still like something that like some people are like, oh, like maybe we should just like lock people up who we think are going to be a problem. But this movie kind of challenged that. It's like, but but like I don't know, <laughs> you can't really do it. It ends up being like prejudice, like either classist or racist or or what have you. It uh, yeah. it just doesn't end up working. And like it challenges the whole idea of like, for example, like AI, like. 
like there there's talks about like oh man well like well soon we won't need lawyers because we'll just have computers that can just not just know the laws but like it totally takes takes away the human element also like that wouldn't that wouldn't be a thing in the u.s because it's in the constitution that a fair trial in front of a jury uh, of your peers yeah but like ai isn't a a peer (laughs) yeah yeah but like and like because you you need the human element of like you need Mm -hmm. you need the passion you need the 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 subjectivity you need the the re-examining of evidence like again how like half of what, what what he does is just wait, and they're like, how how would this witness know this if he if, if witness is this far away, if the witness was this old, like how how would they be able to hear that? How they how are they able to walk to this place and see that? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's great. Just just giving crisp examples of of, of like again like why why isn't why isn't cut and dry? Can can, can you can you trust every witness to, 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 to testimony? Because like obviously. It's over the course of a couple days. Human, human, human memory is a really funny thing. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and like in that vein, it also kind of shows how like conflicts arise between people based on like their their back story, like like kind of their their personal history, mm-hmm. um, and how like that is like a really human thing that like everyone has had a life, and either as they grow older, they'll either you know get wiser or they'll become more bigoted and like you see some characters who as they've gotten older they're like real bigots and others who are like no maybe we should like challenge things which i thought was a, an interesting thing to show like how everyone has a different life story that now dictates their their response to this what i thought was really interesting was how uh, again going back to antagonist uh, juror number three how he's like oh this was like so boring i've been on lots of juries like this is like one of the most boring ones but then like the advertising uh, juror was like oh i'm glad we got a murder case because it's at least exciting so like i, I and that was like within like maybe like two minutes of each other like one was saying how boring it was and one was saying how exciting it was and i thought that was a really good example of how people really do have different perspectives on things based on their lived experiences which Mm-hmm. It holds true today, definitely, for, for for sure. Yeah, and like obviously, like it touch like it touches on racism without like because like the kids supposed to be like, what like, Italian, which is like ethnic at the time. It's the race. Race is a ever ever changing construct. Yeah, and like obviously, grew up grew grew up in, in a lower class thing where like yeah, you're more likely to be like be abused, be tossed around in the system, X, Y, and Z, and like. And statistically, that doesn't lead to good outcomes. Yeah, and I definitely have some thoughts on that that I'll save for a little bit later. Um, yes. The, the first thing, I, uh, or the, what I want to say next, is that it also has like really good setups mm-hmm. um, for like when these characters get challenged. So I was like the stockbroker who was like, I don't sweat. And then, like, what, maybe 10, 20 minutes later, then when he's getting drilled by juror number eight about yeah. uh oh like what movie do you see who is the actor who who is yeah. in that movie and all of a sudden you see him start to sweat and it, it kind of showed how like how challenging it is i guess to, to, to like when you're put on the spot to yeah. answer questions and, and it kind of you like more Barb, 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 barbie oppenheimer who is in it who is in, who who is who played oppenheimer <laughs> yeah like, like if you're asked like questions like that you're obviously gonna be stressed and it, it kind of brought into question like the whole like police tactic of questioning people which i thought was pretty progressive like even today that's a, a progressive thing to say and i'm sure for that time it was pretty progressive yeah uh, but that that's kind of leads me to, to kind of my thoughts of like 
it being progressive. When I first watched this, I was like, wow, this is a super progressive movie. Yeah. And and now I would say it's a very liberal movie. Yep. Um, so like when this movie came out, uh, I would say like was it 57? So that's like right at the end of like the New Deal sort of era, right? Uh, you're, you're getting the GI Bill would have been like an effect, um, that kind of stuff. So this definitely seems like a like that like it's very pro that like the, like at that time the systems were working right like for for white for white Americans things were working great and mm-hmm. what this movie really seems to be about is like there might be some people that mess up like juror number three but ultimately the system always works. Um. Did you see that too, or uh, is that me kind of just reading into things? Too yeah, much? like it's like it's the system working, but also like it it shows how some systems are fucked, are messed up. Like the whole death, death, death penalty thing. Like it shouldn't it shouldn't be up to these twelve people to, to condemn this man to death. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's pretty. Yeah, and like I'm looking through Henry Fonda was a pretty progressive person for a time. Like he supported. He was a big FDR guy and mm-hmm. supported LBJ, Ted Kennedy in the eighties. Yeah, like progressive guy for all intents and purposes. He was also a producer on the film, so I'm sure he also made the main juror number eight. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I'm sure he had some influence over it. Yeah, that that definitely. Yeah. So again, it's progressive for the for the for, for the for the time, but yeah, like. Yeah, and even like okay, well, the Democrats. Of course, it's liberal. I'm sure. I'm sure he would, he wouldn't consider himself left of whatever. Um, yeah. Actually, Lee, Lee J. Cobb, who plays Juror Three, he was actually I I just look looked at this, this up. He like he was um, he was a former member of the Communist Party. Okay. He did, yeah. He did he he, he did out names when mm-hmm. with, with that with that with that whole uh, House of Un American Affairs, mm-hmm. which 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 sucks. But um, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, go, going back. So like one of the most iconic, I, I would say, moments of this is when uh, one of the jurors is like just spouting off doing like a, a racist sort of rant where everyone kind of just turns their back to him. And like again, first time I saw this, I was like, wow, that, that's pretty powerful. But uh, now it definitely makes me think like it's a very, again, going back to like it's very centrist or even somewhat right wing view to just like if you ignore bigotry, it'll just go away. Yeah. And like, we've been trying to like, like what, like it's like the whole idea of like, Oh, I don't see color. Uh, like that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Where, but like, it's impossible to ignore. And if you just ignore it, you just end up like creating the problem in a deeper way. And like, you're really ignoring systematic problems that are holding some people up and some people down and it's placing all the blame on the individual it's like if if we change everyone's individual opinion then everything will be okay Hmm. where in reality that's really not the case because the systems that we are living under benefit some people more than others whether it's uh some classes some races uh gender like sexual orientation like all that sort of stuff like the systems work for some people and not other people and that's just how capitalism is and this movie really doesn't challenge that it's putting everything on the individual which 
was starting to be like a very like popular idea. Obviously, neoliberalism hadn't been a, a, a in effect yet. Like this is a in the, the era of Keynesianism, but it it still is starting to move towards an individualistic approach to fixing things, which I think as a, as a leftist and a Marxist doesn't work. Uh, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, the the, the individual can do, can only do so much. Obviously, we're like we're yeah we're both Marxists and we're both like like we both, we both value the, the systemic change only only so much. What's more, what's more, what's more, whatever than the feeble strength of one? Like as as a what do you got? What do you got? Guthrie once said, you know, like the union makes us strong. Like. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, what force is weaker than the feeble strength, 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 strength of one? That's the line. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there has to be some systemic change. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Like, obviously, one one individual can change eleven minds. Yeah. But, but yeah, like it's definitely again the whole. I mean, the the justice system is kind of definitely not the not the best, but. Yeah, again, it's it's working for 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 white men again, whatever was considered white mm-hmm. at, at the time. Even then, like like none of the, like, like none none of the jurors are like are like. A couple of them did 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 grow up in the slums or like. But like, so they might have been poor, but they're all white, very white. Yeah, yeah, they're all because. Um, really- because like this movie came out when like segregation was still a thing, yeah. So like you 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 wouldn't have had a, a black person on on this jury, which I know which sucks, but yeah, yeah. So like even the fact that like yeah like there's still segregation, uh, like redlining. I don't I don't know if you know what redlining is. Um, yeah. It's but like that was happening at this point in time, right? So none of that was really called into question as to like there wasn't any investigation really into why this boy was poor or like why he might have been in slums there's no challenging of slums it was kind of accepted that there oh there just are slums which i would have liked to see challenged as, from like a, a class point of view that like, yeah. I, like they mention his class a lot but they kind of make it sound like an, an inevitable that like there are just people who are poor and there are people who are not poor yeah, and I don't know. I I, <laughs> I just would have. How, how can we fix this? How can we how, how can we make the system better? How can we? And like, I I I I know I might be asking too much for this movie, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just would have liked like at least maybe some sort of acknowledgement of that in some like perspective, like because like there is a person who is fr- who like grew up in the slums. You could have used that character to I don't know be like a voice of like qu- calling into question like why. Uh, like, why are we attacking this boy when, like, like there's so many people of affluent neighborhoods who have done worse things? Or, yeah. like, uh, why is it that, uh, like, that they're forced to live by a, a trade track? Or, like, why don't they have supports? So, like, I, I, there's nothing, there's nothing like that. Which I would have liked to again. I, I just like to see more challenging of a system in this movie that kind of ends up glorifying the system as, oh, like, I, because we saved this this boy's life from getting executed uh then the system is working and ultimately the system is a good thing and i just would have liked to see more of a challenge to that like maybe 
he does get executed and then you find out that he was innocent all along or something like that like or like i don't know i i should would have liked to see more of a challenging but that's just me being a little uh nihilistic and jaded <laughs> yes fair <laughs> But with that note, um, I would say that this is still a, a good, useful film. Yeah. Both like like technically amazing, like some of the best acting, amazing cinematography, and I do think that it is still good thematically. I think that it's it does bring up some questions, like I was saying earlier, um, and I think it's good to be able to see like a snapshot of sort of the thoughts going through a lot of people's heads like this is how a lot of people imagine the system works and if like like let's say you and me who like know this movie quite well at this point we can use that to challenge people like hey if someone watches this movie be like yeah like that's how it works here but like in real life that's not how it works you can use this as kind of a jumping off point for discussion Mm -hmm. because like this is considered like one of the best movies of all time more people are going to be likely to see this than like some random obscure like marxist or like soviet movie that that like is really gonna be correct on all the themes this is gonna be a better starting off point i would say yeah it's a really good like baby's first like left-leaning film yeah exactly i definitely say this was one of the things that influenced me to to where i am today so yeah uh, in in that sense i do still think that i mean that's probably why i'm being hard on it is because it was sort of my starting off one of my one of my starting off points and it was definitely a it definitely was a a part of my movement to the left side of the political system (laughs) i guess um but yeah that's all i have to say this movie uh do you have anything more to say i've been hogging some of the speaking oh no worries that's all good um yeah it's i it's still a very technically great film i it's 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 a really good watch too it's again like 96 minutes ish like it's yeah. pretty pretty crisp again from like a movie perspective this is an amazing movie yeah. highly recommend just from like a filmmaking perspective if you want to be a filmmaker or if you want to critique movies or anything like that this is a must watch this is someone's film debut this is like this is the first person first time this person Cindy Lumet who's made a lot of good movies since like Again, his 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 first movie that he made, which yeah. is amazing. Well, it's, it's also also number number three on the t- on, on the top of the box to two fifty. Mm-hmm. And what would be interesting to watch, which I think is somewhat in the same vein of this one, is uh, Serpico. Yes, which is about like a, a, an honest cop against a corrupt system, which <laughs> I think would be an an interesting watch with this movie. I haven't seen that mm-hmm. one, so I don't know what what its themes are, but I think it could be really interesting. Like all, all those movies seem to have like like a like a like a social democrat kind of leaning. Uh, like there's even like Network, which is about like a television host who's like threatening to kill himself on live TV, and how then the producers are like, "Oh, we won't remove him because it's making ratings go up and making us more money." And I, I think that would it's also a very interesting premise, and I think that could definitely have some leftist. Uh, notions to it so yeah very interesting director and yeah very amazing that this is his film debut i don't know that Sunil lamette was like born in, in america or like or like i oh french i always assumed he'd like european or french but uh alas he's not 
<laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I Good guess thing. we should do a quick little rating. What do, what do you give it? Oh, two two thumbs up, or it's just twelve thumbs up because uh, twelve thank you. Yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, I, yes. I I I will give it two th- thumbs up. And now it is time for our letterboxed game. Okay. Oh boy, All right. Oh boy. Are you ready? Do you think you you so you've what one two in a row? Uh, for sure one. Yes. In, so in a row. But are, are you going to either two peat or three peat? Oh, I hope so. Let's see. All right. First one. Not a cell phone in sight. Just vibes. Number two, no sex scenes. Disappointing. Number three, I know it smelled crazy in there. And number four, when have men ever been right? Which which one did I do? Four is you. You are wrong. I was the first one. Not not a cell phone in sight, just vibes. They, they, They should have had like... Uh, subway surfers scrolling on the <laughs> yeah instead of, a, instead of a fan in the back it should have been like a big screen TV with just yeah subway surfer on it oh, oh dear anyways do you have any recommendations for this week oh I, I have a couple um, great I just started the show Justified on currently on Disney Plus I think it's an FX show it's a it's a bit of a neo-western Timothy Oliphant plays a US Marshal uh, obviously I, I don't like the US Marshal system as a whole thing <laughs> Timothy Oliphant is hot and he wears a cowboy hat well, there you go. And that sounds good. Also, really smart. Okay, the, the show's really smart because, like, if we're going to have the lead be a white cop, mm-hmm. you need the villains to be, like, actual Nazis. Yeah. Because, like, uh, as far as, like, the social, social social ladder punching down, it's like, okay, like, you can punch down on, on, on Nazis every single time. So, like, the good idea to have Nazis be, be the main villains of the yes. show. Yes, yes. So. Nice. Uh, any other recommendation, or is that that's the one? Uh, Barbie, uh, Barbie, or Oppenheimer. Try and see on seventy mil IMAX if you can. That's what Christopher Nolan would want. Uh, yeah. Barbie, Barbie's also fantastic. So again, it's 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 a great time to be a cinema fan. Also, Mission Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One right now is making less than Sound of Freedom. So let's try and change that, folks. Okay, let's 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 get get out there. <laughs> yes. Uh, Anyways, I, I recommend, I also have two recommendations. Um, so my first one is a movie I, I watched recently, which I am sad to say that I have not seen sooner, and that is the original Halloween from 1978. Ooh. John Carpenter's uh, classic. I just got it on 4K, and it's amazing. Highly recommend. Have you seen uh, Halloween? I have not. I've watched I've watched a couple. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we've watched a few John Carpenter films to get, or, together, or... Yeah, we've done They Live in the Thing on here. Yeah, um, those are the ones I've seen. Um, I also bought, bought a couple of 4Ks, actually. So yeah. yeah, I definitely think you should watch that one. It's great. So maybe you'll have to come over here sometime uh, and watch it, because I have the 4K. Uh, I, bought, but, I, I bought two 4Ks this weekend as well. Shout out to, to the Entertainment Exchange. We got uh, Kong Skull Island, one of my, my favorite genre films. Nice. We made no money, but it's great. Uh, but that one 4K uh, as well as well as about Avatar on 4K. The first time it's been it's been released in 4K. Ooh, you splurged for that one. I, I remember you were looking at the last time. Yeah. So uh, I I got uh, I also got They Live on 4K. <sighs> so very happy about that. Um, anyways, my next Su- record- support physical media. Yes, especially because they can't change it. <laughs> like uh, exactly. we were discussing earlier, uh, like a few weeks ago about how. Disney was like changing 
cuts of movies. When you have physical media, they can't do that. Also, there's a ton of bonus features, and if you're a nerd like us, bonus features are great. Uh, my next recommendation is SolidarityCinema.com. It is a small little website that uh, gives you access to really obscure leftist. Uh, they prioritize like black and queer movies. So yeah, check it out. That that's pretty niche, but I think it's a niche that our listeners hopefully like. Oh, there's a list on Letterboxd. Yeah, so if you go on Letterboxd, you can see which movies they. It, 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 it's somewhat janky because they're trying to get past like copyright stuff. It's it's it might not be a hundred percent legal, but uh, okay. You know what? You gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, <laughs> and that's my recommendation. Definitely. Yeah. Anyways, that has been our episode this week. Tune in next time when we talk about something. Bye bye now. <laughs>